Hi there. Welcome to this episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. Today we are talking about kind of some heavy stuff. Burnout. I want us to review what burnout is, why it happens. And in doing so, I think we're going to explore a few key features of burnout, why it why it's remitting and relapsing in nature. A lot of people get really frustrated when, you know, they've had burnout, they're they think they're through the woods or, you know, they're, they're past it. And then it shows up again. And they're wondering like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, didn't this happen last year? You know, like, how come this is happening again? And I want to explain why that phenomenon exists. And I want us to explore how we can recover from burnout, right? Like, how do we actually overcome this thing? And how do we use it as wisdom? Because until we get to that place, we're going to actually experience, in many cases, burnout that is cyclical in nature. And my desire for you and for anyone who is suffering with burnout is that they get off the cycle of burnout. So let's explore what burnout is. You know, the Obviously, the pioneering researcher in burnout is Christine Maslach. She's been a key proponent of us understanding burnout as an occupational phenomenon. And she has developed a series of really indicators that help organizations to understand if their workforce is burning out. And unfortunately, this has been used as a tool against people. And I think rather than us recognize that that burnout, yes, it happens to individuals, but it's not a sign of individual weakness. Rather, it's a sign of system excessive system-based pressures and stressors that really need to be addressed. And so even though burnout has been traditionally discussed, and actually for the topic of this conversation, I'm going to sort of put it in the context of what roles we fill, but burnout isn't just an occupational phenomenon. Burnout is taking place for parents, for um, caregivers that are not even compensated financially. We're seeing burnout all across the healthcare sector. We're starting to see burnout, I think, even more so in other industries. And certainly I'm seeing it amongst other coaches and entrepreneurs. So, and I'm going to, I can go into why I think that happens as well, but there are really what burnout is, is a cumulative effect of stress right? And this leads to exhaustion. Exhaustion is a late stage phenomenon of the stress response. And then it's coupled with really overwhelming disaffection, right? Disaffection for our work or the roles that we play and disaffection for ourselves. It's not a formal medical diagnosis, interestingly enough, but the World Health Organization has declared it a an occupational phenomenon, which is a step in the right direction. And because it's a stress response, it 
is considered not a pathological state. And so because it's not a pathology, it doesn't meet like DSM criteria. So oftentimes if it, if it can't be billed for, if it can't be identified by the DSM, the medical community basically doesn't know how to address it. So this is a really important thing for us to sort of understand contextually speaking that burnout is a relatively new phenomenon that's being that that we're really learning as we go here. And my hope is if you're listening to this that you are able to walk away from this with a greater understanding of what it is that's taking place and what it is that you, you know, where you can have the power and the resources to help yourself. So how does burnout differ from say like fatigue or just stress? And really the burnout response, it goes beyond stress. You know, it goes beyond the stress of responding to chronic stress at work or at home. And it has two other key features. Okay. So it's exhaustion and it's an increasingly negative, cynical, or hostile response to the work that you're doing. So you can kind of develop this attitude of like, you know, shove it kind of thing when it comes to the role that you're serving, which leads people really to kind of half-ass it, if you will, or to do, you know, the bare minimum that's needed. And in a high achiever, when you get to this place, you are feeling so much guilt and shame for this state of affairs that you find yourself in. And I want to share this as part of the burnout response so that if you're experiencing this, you can kind of like take that shame and that blame and release it and have compassion for yourself as experiencing part of a broader phenomenon of, of stress. And this also leads me then to this, this other feature of the burnout response, which is a negative sense of self. It's a negative view of your own efficacy. So maybe you're thinking, something along the lines of, I'm just not good enough. Or I've made a mistake here. I like, this is not for me. I'm in the wrong role. And so those three things together, exhaustion, cynicism, or hostility towards the role that you play and a lack of self-efficacy, which means you don't feel like you have what it takes to fulfill the role that you've self-selected for yourself, which also is devastating to the high achiever, because how could I have worked so hard to get here? And how could I have gotten this so wrong? We turn on ourselves and it's, that's way more torture. You know, we just add stress on stress. What a lot of people don't really recognize is that actually that switch of the script in your mind that goes that 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 leads to the cynicism and that leads to the sort of turning on oneself 
and this lack of self-efficacy, those are phenomenon of stress. Okay. Those are, that is stress-based neural circuitry run riot in your brain. And so as far as I'm concerned, the entire burnout response that's been classically defined by Dr. Christine Maslach is, is truly a late stage stress response in totality. And so then like, why does burnout happen? Right. Okay. So we have an understanding of what burnout is. Why does it happen? And I believe that burnout is a sign of accumulation of stress that's been loaded onto our nervous system that then creates massive dysfunction and dysregulation at the level of the nervous system, the brain, and the body. And when we've been exposed to stressors for a prolonged period of time, it alters our set point. So the brain and the body work on set points and habits. These are models of efficiency. The human body is amazingly efficient, like ridiculously so. <laughs> like in your body is actually enough DNA to go something like between here and the sun like 34 times. And that's somehow compacted and wrapped in perfectly delivered into the nucleus of every cell. That's like, what? It's mind blowing. So the human body is, is, is an amazing model of efficiency. And so when stress is chronic in nature, when we're exposed to it for prolonged periods of time, and it doesn't actually even have to be incredibly high levels of stress. Although let's be honest right now, the levels of stress are epic. So when we're exposed to stress, it alters the set point. And so where the brain and the body become used to seeing the neurochemicals, biochemicals of stress. And so just like when you set a thermostat in your home, you set a set point. And the system is going to do everything that it can to meet that set point. Well, the body functions in a very similar way. As soon as there's been a set point that's been sort of demanded by the functionality within which we are, we find ourselves, that becomes our new internal state. And when those, when the biochemicals of stress, so like, you know, the adrenaline, cortisol, when those things start to drop in the body, the body's actually signaling back to the brain, oh, we're not at our set point. And it's basically looking for more stressors to get us back to baseline. This is something a lot of people don't understand. And so if we're not working with both the body and the, you know, we want to integrate, we want to understand how are we going to move this set point? How are we going to move the set point of stress into a set point of resilience, right? And we know this can be done and we can train for it and we can train the nervous system and we can train the body so that we aren't stuck at the set point 
that the conditions within which we work or live currently have us set at. Okay. So that's really important for us to know. So this is also why when we're stuck in high periods of stress, that it's often really difficult for us to come down from them because we have a set point that, that tells us otherwise. This is why some people, when they go on vacation, they're actually so worn out that they get sick. They can't actually even enjoy vacation because their bodies are being run so hard that when they get any downtime, they collapse and they have to recoup. And this is the role of the parasympathetic nervous system. When we train ourselves to become parasympathetic dominant, we're allowing the body's natural restoration, reparation skills to take place, right? We have an inner capacity to develop stress resilience, and it's found right within our autonomic nervous system. We're very familiar with the sympathetic nervous system because this is our stress response. We're less familiar with the parasympathetic nervous system in terms of our ability to respect how important it is to strengthen that because it ends up being a powerful influencer on the way the brain works, on what neural circuits we have access to, on our ability to process complex pieces of information to integrate that into emotional balance and to make really good choices and decisions based on the full capacity of our brains requires nervous system balance. Okay. So burnout means that we are out of balance. It can be that simple that if you're feeling this profound exhaustion, you need to rest, right? And when that gets really hard to do, then we want to start considering, okay, how can I support my nervous system so that I am able to be adaptive and stress resilient? Because for some of us, we're not willing to eliminate the stress in our lives. We don't want to go and move to India and, and meditate in the mountains, right? We want to continue living our lives and find the skills that we need in order to transform burnout and stress into fuel, into an ability to have renewed energy, calm confidence, and joyful success in our lives. And it's possible. So why does burnout become remitting and relapsing? Why does it have this cyclical phenomenon? And I see this again and again, and I've seen this in myself actually, because when I first left my career as a surgeon, totally burnt out, I, I started exploring mindfulness, Tibetan forms of meditation, mind-body practices, breath work. I mean, I went all in, I spiritual work, recovery. I got sober. I, I, I went like all in because I felt so broken. I felt that something really needed to change in my life radically because I didn't want to be suicidal. I didn't want to be so depressed. I didn't want to be so anxious. I didn't want to be so miserable. 
And so I, I mean, I, I went all in, like, this is my life. This is my life that we're talking about. And I want to live it. I want to live it fully and I want to flourish and thrive. And so I needed to go to work because this was a decade ago. I didn't, burnout wasn't even like, oh, I didn't even know anything about burnout. I had so internalized this. I thought something was wrong with me. And this is a sign of burnout, right? That you, you, you just so heartedly believe that you are a failure, that you have failed. And if you're feeling this right now, I hope you feel me extending my heart out to you. And I hope that you know that you are not alone. And that that feeling of loneliness that we feel is a sign that we've been trained to abandon ourselves again and again. And one of the key features of healing and recovering from burnout is cultivating self-compassion, cultivating this ability to befriend your own experience, cultivating the ability to be so fiercely compassionate and curious about your own experience, your own thoughts, your own feelings, and to create space to hold all of them. And I feel that this is why burnout comes back again and again, because until we cultivate that skill, we are abandoning ourselves. We are not using burnout as wisdom. It's intelligent feedback that we distort and turn it into something bad about ourselves We think burnout's happening to us, and we don't realize burnout is happening for us. As soon as I started to work with my burnout and say, and I and my burnout came back. I did all of this work. I I thought I found my Zen. You know, I would go on, I would go on these week-long retreats in silence every six months for three years. I did that. And I'm not laughing because they worked like I, I was able to transform so much trauma that I had been carrying that I didn't even know I was carrying Seri- I mean, meditation will, if it's done in the proper way, it can totally radically change your life. And it certainly has helped me with mine, but I didn't know how to use it in the space of burnout because I had yet to learn that my burnout was part of an intelligent feedback system. I had yet to learn that actually my feelings, my emotions, everything that I'm experiencing is part of an exquisitely designed intelligent feedback system. And it wasn't until I was open to that possibility that I was able to truly understand what needed to change. And it was my thoughts and my beliefs about myself, about this world, about my work, about my vision, my mission, my purpose. And as I started doing that work, 
I realized the greatest barrier to being able to do that work was a stressed nervous system. And so I went about so diligently learning, exploring, discovering, researching, how do we balance our nervous system so that we have access to interpreting thoughts and feelings clearly? Because when we're in a state of chronic stress, we are not able to properly assess, process, or integrate our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And this is a critical skill. This is a critical skill for anybody that wants to live with renewed energy, calm confidence, and joyful success in their lives. We've got to be open to the possibility that everything is happening for us and that it's our that that we've been given an opportunity to be better than we've ever been right and this is what post traumatic growth is this is what post burnout growth is it's this ability to take your burnout experience as painful as it is and use it as wisdom as intelligent feedback. And that work requires nervous system training. In my experience, in my experience, I have discovered that nervous system training, teaching myself how to have self-compassion for my own experience, befriending my own experience, deciding that I'm going to stop abandoning myself and I'm going to have my own back in this life, and then going on and working with others to help me understand my, this, the, the dynamic interplay of my thoughts, feelings, emotions, and actions, because those things determine our results in this lifetime. And so it's a lot less about the stress that we're exposed to. And it's more about what do we make that stress mean about us? What do we make that stress mean about our work? What do we make that stress mean about life? And recognizing that in those stories is the opportunity to write a new one. Because the story we tell ourselves determines the state of our bodies and the state of our nervous. There's like this dynamic interplay. We can change the story and change the state and we can change the state and change the story. Okay. So as we start to train our nervous systems, we stop with, you know, when we're in a state of chronic stress, our thoughts are, are increasingly negative and cynical. It's just the way we're wired. So when we learn to train our nervous systems, we actually give ourselves a fighting chance because now we have, we're taking ourselves out of this persistent, consistent stress-based neural circuitry that will run on perpetual motion if it is not intervened with, by the way. And we can learn how to properly resource the brain, the body, and when we're fully resourced, when we have the 
access to the frontal lobe, when we have access to the anterior cingulate gyrus, now we can shift thoughts. Now we can process information. Now we can go on and do the deeper work that really needs to be done to transform burnout into post burnout growth. And that excites me. That excites me to no end, really, because that is where all of our power is. And for a long time, I wanted to blame. I wanted to blame the healthcare system. I wanted to blame the surgical practice. I wanted to blame the colleagues around me. I wanted to blame, 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 blame. I wanted to blame the medical establishment, the medical system. I wanted to blame everybody and I was blaming myself. And as long as I was willing to stay in that, in that energetic place of shame and blame, I was unknowingly committing myself to the cycle of burnout. And until I was willing to say, okay, I'm going to take radical responsibility for this. I am going to accept absolute power over my own interiority and my own experience. I'm going to stop blaming anyone, including myself. And that meant I was going to stop asking why. Why does burnout happen? Why did burnout happen to me? Why is this happening to me? And I started asking how. How can I be better because of this? How can this become my greatest strength? How can I use this to help others? How can I transform this into fuel? And as soon as I surrendered why and I started asking how, my life started to change. And I know yours can too. If you're listening to this, Chances are you're experiencing burnout or you know and love somebody who is. And burnout is one of the hardest, most painful things I've ever had to experience in my life. And it was the greatest blessing of my life. Because until I burnt out, I was not aware of the thoughts and beliefs that I was carrying about myself and about this world that were limiting my ability to be truly healthy, happy, and successful. And so I share this with you because what if your burnout is the seed for everything you actually really want? Because it can be. And for you, I really, I truly hope it is. So this has maybe turned into a little bit of a, a masterclass on burnout. And if you found this helpful, please share it with, share it with me, you know, DM me, let me hear from you. And if you think this can help somebody share it with them and we do heal, we do recover and we can be better for it. Thank you, my friend for being here and tuning in. Take good care of you.